Blog Talk Radio. you're listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. And hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes and Stitcher Radio and TuneIn and Park Coalition Radio. And of course, hello to my Blog Talk Radio community and those who may be joining me in the chat room. I hope you are having a great start to your week. And our sponsor, Audible.com, has over 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And of course, after our interview this evening, I will be sharing with you my audiobook selection for this week. Well, tonight it's all about kitchen organizing, and joining us um, will be Jeff Cohen of Shelf Genie. We um, pre-recorded his interview because he had a previous engagement this evening, so I am looking forward to sharing the interview with you on how you can just get the area in your kitchen organized and how you can maximize the scene. Of course, in the next half hour, I will be sharing with you some kitchen organizing tips and techniques on how you can um, get more organized in your kitchen. And, of course, I will be um, also sharing my product suggestion, app suggestion, as well as my repurposed suggestion for the week. And I want to thank you for joining me in the chat room, and also I want to thank Carla R. Jenkins for tweeting about the show. Thank you so much. So before I share my interview with Jeff Cohen of Shelf Genie, You know, I always go out there and find some wonderful statistics, and this happens to be just about kitchen, and this is from Porch.com, and it says, a study in ergonomics in 1926, Frankfurt, kitchens tasks take shorter amounts of time, and they said multiple compartments, upper and lower cabinets, created an assembly-like feeling, so that's how we finally got the way the kitchens are designed today, 1930s. Stove, oven, and sink are still freestanding and not fitted like they are today. The 1940s, Armstrong advertised linoleum for the first time. The 1960s and 1970s, they had larger functional features and more open layout, perfect for cooking and entertaining because it's got a little bit different design. The 1980s were fitted with appliances, large kitchen islands, and new technologies like the food processor and trash compactor. And, of course, the current kitchens have the open layout for dining area as well as the family room. Well, tonight, listeners, I want to share with you my interview with Jeff Cohen of Shelf Genie, and he's going to share 
with us some techniques and tips on how to get our kitchen organized. Hello, listeners. I am here with Jeff Cohen of Self Genie, and it was founded in Richmond, Virginia in 2000. Genie has expanded across the U.S. and into Canada. Their expansion has been fueled by local franchisees. The local franchisees are passionate members of their communities. Many of their franchisees join Self-Gene after having glide-out shelves installed in their own homes, discovering the high-quality solutions they offer. At Self-Gene, they pride themselves on having the best quality glide-out shelves available to homeowners. Their process, service, and dedicated team of professionals are simply unmatched in the business. Most importantly, they strive to provide their satisfied customers with easier lives. By providing better access, improved storage, and more organizational options, the glide-out shelves have allowed homeowners to fall in love with their cabinets and pantries all over again. With self-genie and the affordable glide-out shelving options, you once again hold the key to organization. So welcome, Jeff. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem, Jenna. Thanks for having me. So before I get into all the questions about kitchen organization, my first question to you is what made you decide to become a part of Self Genie and help people better manage the space in their kitchens? Um, so that's that's a great question. I was in corporate America and working for a, a financial services company and wanted to do something uh, more independent and on my own. And I looked at a lot of different businesses and I fell in love with Shelf Genie mainly because I I was looking for a pull-out shelf solution for my mom, who's in her mid-70s, and she's doing great, uh, but she uh, is finding it harder and harder to get things out of the bottom of her cabinet. And I went to some kitchen design places, and, and they didn't have a great solution for me short of redoing the entire kitchen, which... Uh, I love mom, but mom doesn't need a full kitchen at this stage of her life. And I, mm-hmm. I went to the box stores, um, and they had some things that rolled out, but they weren't going to fit, uh, and they weren't really going to provide the, the strength of the rails and, and the quality of the solution that I was looking for. And they asked me who was going to, you know, I asked them who was going to do the installation for me because I'm, I'm not terribly handy myself, and they told me that I would be responsible for that. And I, I figured there should be a solution uh, somewhere in between those two options. And um, I found Shelf Genie uh, and ended up loving it so much we ended up buying the franchise. Oh, that is wonderful. That's, that's nice. This is a nice story on how you just decided to just turn something that you really didn't think about in the beginning of your career and then transform it into a whole new career. It's wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so when we're planning our kitchens, Jeff, um, and specifically the space, what are some of the the ways we really waste space. Yeah, so the biggest one I've been in, in probably over over well over a thousand homes at this point over the last six years. The story that we hear most frequently is people move into their house, a new home, they unpack all their boxes and they just put things in spaces and they don't really think that much about it because they're they're moving in and there's a lot of things to worry about. And you know it's it's three years, ten years, twenty years later and the items are still where they were put in way back when because there's never been a trigger um, or some motivation to, to move things around. So what we often see is, is very frequently used items are very hard to reach and very infrequently used things are in that prime cabinet, you know, that's right next to the oven. So 
Um, we see people just putting the wrong things in the wrong places uh, oftentimes. Um, the other very common thing, Janet, is that we see people basically just using the front half of their base cabinet. Um, the base cabinet is about 24 inches deep typically, and it's, it's surprising to customers when we put a tape measure in and pull that out and, and they see how much space is back there. Typically, people just use the front half of that, that base cabinet because that's the easy part to reach, and it's hard to get things out of the back because there are things in front of it. Um, we also just see oftentimes a fixed half shelf that's halfway up in that cabinet, and so there's a lot of air uh, that can be filled by, you know, by having a pull-out shelf uh, or by, you know, organizing things differently to take advantage of that space. Mm. And, you know, it's interesting you said that because that gets into my next question about maximizing the space. And you're right. We, you know, we don't use that space in the back. I know a lot of times I didn't because I could not get to things. Um, and, of course, as I get older, I just don't feel like reaching and bending down too much. But it's 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 really good to know that, like you said, there's so much space, and with those glide out shelves, and and for those of you who have not seen it, you really need to see the shelving system that Shelf Genie has because every time I go to the home show, it's like I just stop. I stop in traffic, Jeff. It's like oh, yeah. let me go over here and see, and then it's like I want to pull and see everything. Yeah. So you're right. It just That's what people helps do. you, you know. So. Um, but also, like you said, that little small, I don't even know how to describe it, it's that one little short shelf yep. that sits in the back, yep. and then you've got the bottom base cabinet, and then you're like, okay, yep. what can I put here? So, yep. Well, that half shelf cabinet is, you know, it's typically, it's 12 inches deep, and it's set back in the cabinet. So if you have a 24-inch base cabinet, you've got two square feet worth of stationary shelf that's really hard to reach. And what we will do is we'll, re we'll take that out, we'll replace it with a pull-out shelf that will be two full feet deep and two feet wide. So now instead of having two feet that are really hard to reach, mm -hmm. you have four square feet that, make, that comes out into the kitchen that makes it a lot easier to see your items, to access your items. And oftentimes what we're able to do, when you talk about wasted space, we all waste a lot of vertical space. That's where we'll put a third pull-out shelf in that base cabinet. Not everywhere, but in a lot of place, cases. And so then you're getting another four square feet worth of, of storage. And one of the, the exercises we do with customers is we get the, the blue tape and we, we lay it out on the floor to show them exactly how much additional storage space they'll get. And we'll take their pots and pans and just put it on the floor so they can see how many more things uh, they'll be able to store in those base cabinets by getting the the full glide-out shelf instead of the fixed half shelf, and by putting that third layer in the cabinet. Wow. And I bet you they're amazed at how much they could actually store in those spaces. Yep. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. So what about, like, the larger appliances? Because sometimes that's an issue because we've got the toaster, the mixer, the juicer, and a lot of people, they keep it on the counter. I'm a person who I don't like to keep all that stuff on my counter, but that's yep. just because it's organized mine. But... Are there, like, solutions for those as well? Yeah, so it, it, it really depends on, on what the item is and how frequently you're using it. And when we, when we interact with customers in their homes, those are the questions we ask. So, you know, even where people don't like to have things on the counter, you know, if you're using the toaster every morning, you know, before school for the kids to have a bagel or toast mm -hmm. or whatever it is, 
that that really should be on the counter because it's, mm-hmm. it's too hard every morning to take that off, unplug it, you know, put it back on, plug it back in. The biggest thing that we get off the countertop that we really focus on is the KitchenAid because it's it's big, it's heavy, it's bulky, and it's not used that frequently most of the time. And so the trick is to you know is to get it off the counter and out of the way. Uh, and again, that's where our, our pull-out shelves, our glide-outs are, are wonderful because uh, the rails are they'll hold 100 pounds each, and so there's not an issue with the weight. So um, the conversation will go. You know, we'll, we'll put a pull-out shelf on the bottom of a base cabinet. We'll put that KitchenAid on the bottom, and then we'll put the second pull-out shelf not halfway up because it won't be able to pull out because the KitchenAid's really tall. But we'll put it exactly high enough so it'll just clear the KitchenAid. And so if you don't use the KitchenAid that often, we say, you know, put it towards the back of that pull-out shelf and put your pots and pans and other things in front of it or other appliances if you have the luxury of being able to dedicate a, a full cabinet to, to just appliances. And if you use it frequently, you keep it towards the front. Uh, the other the other trick we do a lot with mixers, which people are, are surprised about and they love, is instead of putting the KitchenAid on the bottom pull-out shelf in the cabinet, we'll put it on the top pull-out shelf in the cabinet. So you won't have to bend down as far to, to lift it up because it is very heavy. And people say, well, geez, it shouldn't be on the bottom because it's really heavy and it and it, it could fall. And what I tell people in that case is the, the glide-out, you know, as, as great as it is, it doesn't have a brain and it doesn't know where in the cabinet it's sitting. So uh, as, as long as the rails are strong enough and, and we give ours, you know, a lifetime warranty and they hold a uh, 100 pounds and, they pull all the way out, it, it doesn't matter whether it's on the, the ground level of that cabinet or it, it's up as high as it can and still have that KitchenAid come through the, the cabinet door. And, and, and that's good to know because I, as you were talking, I was thinking of a client. She had this huge appliance. I think it was a, it made dough. And it was yep. so heavy. Yep. And she had it on the counter. And, and we were really, you know, and I told her, I said, you need some a place to put this, but you you need a place where it's convenient for you because she was she was a senior citizen retired. So, yep. and I said, you only use I said you only use this once a year, so you don't need to keep it out. But we need to keep it in a place where you can get to it a lot easier. I said because it's a little Correct. difficult for me, and and even for me, you know, having something where I can just kind of don't have to bend all the way down to get it. I would love that. So that that's really good to know. Yeah, and that's where the the lifting is hard. What's even harder is to get it in and out of that cabinet because it's not a straight lift. If you just have a regular shelf in there, it's it's either dropping it down and trying and extending your arms to place it within the cabinet. And so, you know, what we find with the seniors and and folks that are you know are dealing with the heavy appliances is the up and down. You know, with the straight back is is you know that's okay. Um, it's 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 the wrenching of the back to get those things into the cabinet that really is problematic. So, um, Jeff, what about spices? Because I know you do the glide-outs for, you know, the cabinets. But what Mm -hmm. about, like, some of the spices that people have? Because some people, they have, like my girlfriend's husband, I think he might have 100 to 1,000 spices, and he's always buying more. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. uh, Again, there's there's so many different options. Um, The thing that we, you know, it depends on, on how many you have, how frequently you use them, what your kitchen configuration looks like. Uh, one of the things, again, is, is that's where it's great to put a third pull-out shelf in a base cabinet 
and you put it right up towards the top, and it would be in the cabinet right next to the to the oven or where you're preparing your your meal. So you just pull out that pull out shelf. Uh, then you can either put spices in there if if you have a, a lot of them. Uh, the other thing that we recommend oftentimes is you put that third pull out shelf there to take items out of a a traditional drawer. Um, if you have a bank of four drawers, that second drawer down tends to have um, not so much silverware, but uh, spatulas and, and uh, other um, cutlery types of items. Those can come out of that drawer and can go into that new pull-out shelf that's at the top of the base cabinet, and that frees up a drawer that can then be used for spices, and we have a couple of great spice inserts uh, that they'll be angled so you can see them. Uh, we've got that's a great solution. We've got a, a excellent solution for a narrow base cabinet that you know the, the kitchen builders uh, just had to fill you know six, seven, eight inches of space. They put in a, a very narrow cabinet that's not very useful, and we can put a, a pull-out shelving unit that has three layers in there that can be used for spices. And if it's wide enough, we can even have that middle layer that can slide out to the side to make it a lot easier to get to get items out of that. Um, and then we've got some good solutions just for the upper cap as well that are uh, more traditional. Um, and it's, boy, it's just a couple of spices using every day. There's nothing wrong with just keeping those on a, on a fixed shelf in an upper cabinet that's easy to reach. It's where there are a lot of spices and you're always shifting them around to find the ones you want that, that uh, pull outs either in the base cabinet or drawer insert or our, our great um, uh, base cabinet solution work, all work great and people love them. Hmm. So you mentioned the narrow cabinet, and my next question was in regard to the small kitchen. And then, of course, people are moving into the tiny houses. I'm not there yet, yep. Jeff. I'm I'm organized, but I'm not ready for the tiny house yet. Yep. Um, yep. So do you have, um, and, and I, I know you do, but solutions for people who have those, those really small kitchens, or I have a galley kitchen. Yeah, and then again, we're, we we maximize all the space, which means we're going to take advantage of the front to back in each cabinet, and we're going to take advantage of the top to bottom height in the cabinet. And that um, that is where we will often put that third pull-out shelf in uh, in a base cabinet to be able to take advantage of the space. Um, oftentimes for cookie sheets and cutting boards, instead of using a, a base cabinet, sometimes we can put, put them up high uh, above a refrigerator or above a microwave or in a, the top part of a cabinet pantry. Um, we'll often kind of, if it's a really small kitchen and there's just a lot of stuff, we'll come to, to triage and try to help them understand what are they using most frequently and make sure we're putting that, those items in easy-to-reach spaces and things that they haven't touched in. You know, in two years, if you're, if you're downsizing or you're in a small kitchen and you haven't used something for a couple of years, it, it doesn't need to be in that cabinet that sits next to the oven. And... You know, saying it seems, you know, it's not rocket science, but, you know, people get caught up in their day-to-day life and, and they, they put something there years ago and it just stays there because, you know, it, it's not something that's top of mind until it becomes frustrating on that given day and then it, it slips out of mind, you know, until the next time it becomes frustrating. And, you, and you're so right. You're so right, Jeff. And I guess it takes me to my, my one of my final questions is that how can we're in spring, and people are just deciding to, you know, conquer clutter, get organized. So how can we conquer our clutter and our chaos and, and, and our pantries, the pantries, yeah. the kitchens, everywhere? And like you said, 
we put stuff away, and then years later we realize we have it, but we haven't used it. So, yeah. Absolutely. No, pantries are the most fun for us because they're such big spaces, and mm-hmm. they are so frustrating for, for folks. So, um, you know, understanding why there's chaos there, I think, is usually the first step. It's we. We walk in, we either see people have the, the wire shelving that doesn't come all the way forward, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of wasted space, or they have, you know, wood shelving in there that's spaced far apart, so, you know, they can theoretically reach over things in the front to grab things in the back, but um, none of that happens. You know, what, what happens is we, we go to the supermarket, uh, and we load up the pantry with, with a lot of stuff that we get from the supermarket, and because we can't see it, there's no way to organize it, so everything just gets shoved in. And, uh, we do a lot of stacking because there's a lot of space between the shelves to, to stack. And so that's where the chaos starts. And then it gets worse because a week later, you know, we make our shopping list. We don't know what we have. We can't see everything. It's a pain to, to take everything out to see if you have enough pasta or tuna fish or salsa or whatever it is or peas. Um, and because we don't see it, we end up double buying. And we come home from the supermarket. We have 10 minutes. I've got three kids at home, either my wife or I. I have about 10 minutes to, you know, to unpack everything because before we have to go pick up a kid from soccer or somewhere. And so we just shove everything back in the in the closet, and it's it's crazy. Um, and so in my house, it's a completely different experience right now. We our pantry has full depth, full extension pull-up shelves again that hold 100 pounds. So they could hold a ton of weight. Um, there's space so that we can maximize the vertical height at, at each at each level. Uh, and when we put the pull-out shelves in, we were able to get two additional shelves, which was great because it gave us an additional 10 square feet of usable space, which was wonderful. But the best part is when we make a shopping list, what we do is we pull out each of the pull-out shelves. We look down to see what we have and what, what we need, and we only buy what we need. So we're, we're saving money by not uh, double buying and throwing things away. And then when we come home from the supermarket, what, what we do is we, we, we open up the pantry, we take we pull out a pull-out shelf, we stick our arm in the back of the cabinet, the back of the pull-out shelf, and we push all the food and boxes of pasta and everything towards the front, and we drop the new groceries into the back of that, that um, pull-out shelf. And so there's a constant rotation of the older food comes forward to the front of the pull-out shelf, and the new stuff goes in the back. And it's it just makes it so much more easy, fast, enjoyable, money saving, uh, and people love it. Wow, Jeff, have you ever thought about doing a video? I mean, just that whole I'm just thinking of that whole little process where you did you pull the shelf out and you push the the box of the pasta up and then you put yep. the pasta new pasta that you bought in the back. So there's a constant yep. rotation of food. That is just like wonderful. That's I hope somebody is listening. Life, but I also like the way you said how when you went in that pantry, you were able to add ten feet of usable space by just organizing everything. Wow, yeah, absolutely! And that's again that's taking advantage of the vertical space where we we when our installers go in, they'll work with our customers to figure out what the tallest thing is going to go on each each pull-up shelf, and we'll put the next one just above that. Wow. Wow. So you should start giving tours of your kitchen, Jeff. You know, just charge. <laughs> <laughs> and then just show that little demonstration. Here's a little tip, too. If you push everything up to the front, 
See, that's it. You should do that. Just a little mini tour of your of your pantry. Well, Jeff, this has been an enjoyable interview full of lots of information, which I'm going to tweet. I'm definitely going to tweet how you can add 10 feet of, of usable space by just organizing your pantry with Shelf Genie. I'm going to tweet that. So Excellent. how can... How can listeners get in contact with Shelf Genie? Now that we're in the spring and they're probably looking at their space, so how can they do it? Yep, so one of the best things is visit our website, and it's it's just shelfgenie.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of pictures there. There's a lot of videos, uh, testimonials, you know, things we've talked about. Uh, there's a lot of great ideas there. Uh, you can uh, book an appointment uh, directly okay. through the website, or if you want okay. to call us, uh, I can give you the phone number. It's All uh, right. And could you repeat that number again? It's 888-217-8050. And Arsenal listeners, as I always do, if you just click on the link on my show page, it will take you directly to the Shelf Genie website. Well, Jeff, I thank you so much for your interview. All right. Thank you, Janet. I enjoyed it. Thank you. And you continue to have a great evening. All right, you too. Hello, this is Lori Kennedy from Shred Patrol, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. Thank you, Lori Kennedy, and of course, those of you who may be ready to get rid of clutter, it is shredding time. So make sure you check your local listings to find out when there is a shredding event in your area. But was that a great interview from Shelf Genie Jeff Cohen? I mean, 10 feet of space in his pantry by just organizing things. And also how when him and his wife go shopping, they push the food that is currently in their pantry up front, and they put the new food in back. And that is a great way to keep things in rotation and also saves money because then you are not wasting as much food um, by having to throw things out because they expire. So I wanted to share my audiobook selection for this week, and it is Tiny House Cooking. Yes, tiny houses are the big rave in some areas, so I figured what a great way to um, maximize the ingredients in your kitchen by using the Tiny House Cookbook and how to cook big meals in a tiny house kitchen. And the tiny house movement, of course, is emerging and growing trend in architecture and home design, and it's been present in the real estate market for years, but has now only grown to become the latest craze in the architectural world. So for those people out there who maybe have a tiny kitchen because you have a tiny house or just have a tiny kitchen because you live in an apartment or a condo, it's the Tiny House Cookbook, House Kitchen, and it's Tiny Guys, and it's Zachary Buckler is the writer. So all you have to do is to go to our sponsors, www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and that's www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and you can get that book but you also have over 180,000 other audio books to choose from well now I'd like to share some of my spring cleaning your kitchen tips tip number one you want to purge 
you want to maybe start with the refrigerator, the cabinet, the drawers. Start with the refrigerator and get rid of those items in there that may have been in there for months because they've been stuck in the back somewhere because sometimes, you know, we do and we buy a lot of things, so you may want to do that. The next thing is you want to go in your cabinets and really decide what are some of the things that you are really using. For example, we all have the everyday dishes. Really using the good dishes as often as you think you know are using them once a year or use them every couple of years when you only have company. One of my clients actually, what she did was she threw out. She actually donated the the everyday dishes and she started using the um the the special dishes. And then of course still go through the drawers too and try to find out and see if you need um if you have duplicates there. Do you have duplicate steak knives? Do you have duplicate measuring cups? I organized the kitchen one time and there were like three sets of measuring spoons. Do you need all of those? So purge. The second thing is donate. So as you go through and you're purging, donate glasses, donate cookware, donate whatever you need to donate. Then you want to toss the junk, the expired, the broken, and, of course, let's toss out the expired coupons as well. Then, of course, you want to organize your space. You might want to get Shelf Genie to come in and help you, or you may want to go and get some organizers from the different stores. A lot of different stores now have kitchen organizers, um, so you can buy some of those. Or you can also use some things you may already have in your home to repurpose them. You may repurpose food storage containers to organize some of the junk drawers. You can also use utensil um, organizers to organize those drawers as well. And then always schedule time seasonally at least maybe a couple times a year, to just kind of go through. You may want to do it in the spring, and then as it gets closer to the fall when you start entertaining for the holidays. So, again, you want to purge, you want to donate, you want to toss whatever junk there is, you want to use organizers, and you definitely want to make sure you do some seasonal purging. So those are my tailor tip times for this week. I want to share with you because I want because a lot of you have taken advantage of it, and it's my power keys to an organized you because you can take back your power in regards to the space and your time as well as your life. So basically with my power keys package, you get two one-hour one-on-one sessions with me. You'll get a visual assessment of of the space via photos. It could be Skype. It could be FaceTime. Some people are sending in videos. You get a detailed plan with steps to organize your space. We talk about once I see the space, then I will begin to tell you exactly how you can organize this space. And then, of course, just product suggestions. I will suggest them, but a lot of times I really suggest that you use already what you have to save some money. Any of the strategies you need to organize your space And, of course, I give you the motivation to keep it going. And then you also get a bonus. You get an e-course, which was created for you for the do-it-yourselfers, and it helps you step-by-step strategies on how you can conquer your clutter and have an organized home you want. So you get two hours with me and the e-course, a low investment of $59. It was $250, 
but I wanted to reduce it to help you conquer and tackle your clutter and take back control this spring of your home and of your space and of your home office for an investment of $59. So I wanted to share that with you. So that is my power keys to an organized you. So next is my my mailbag. And first, I want to thank you for your tweets, your posts on Facebook, your um, Instagram messages. Thank you so much. And I also thank my Blog Talk Radio community for their support as well. Tomorrow is Talk to Tuesday. So let's go in the kitchen and toss items that don't work. Donate China you will never use again. Again, donate Toss items that don't work and donate things that you will never use again. That is my Toss It Tuesday tip for you. And tomorrow, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm going to be sharing with you some things. I was going through my kitchen, and I looked at something, and I said, oh, i got to toss that. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be able to see what my Toss It Tuesday will be as well. So my app suggestion for this week is Best Before. And best before, you can scan items with the barcode and enter product and other information. You can receive notification when the items are about to expire. And an option to categorize food by colors to know when and how much time you have left. 99 cents from iTunes, but it's free on Google Play. Again, it's best before. And I think this is great for people who travel a lot, um, their schedules, they work shifts, they may work 12-hour shifts, et cetera. So that is one less thing you have to worry about, and it is great. It is best before. You scan the item before you put it in your refrigerator, and then it gives you a trigger letting you know it's about to expire, especially sometimes when you um, just, like I said, you travel a lot and you really want to keep track of things. So that's my app suggestion. My product suggestion is Gravity Feed Can Rack. It automatically feeds cans to the front, and it's great. Um, it's basically almost like your own little vending machine, especially if you have, you might have like canned sodas for the kids, canned beverages for the kids, et cetera. So they can just pull the one out the front, and it will automatically come to the front. And you can put this in your uh, cabinets. You can put this in your refrigerator. It would be a great product, and it helps you maximize your space. And my repurposing suggestion for this week is old forks and spoons are transformed into hooks and you can hang items or you can use cups. Maybe there's a cup or a mug to sentimental to store jewelry in your drawers. Those nice little cups, china cups. So again, app suggestion is best before. Product suggestion is gravity feed can rack. And my repurpose suggestion is turning old forks and spoons and transforming them in hooks for using the old cups and using them to, to organize your jewelry. And you can find all of these suggestions by going to my Pinterest page by either going to my products to help you stay organized, apps to help you stay organized, or I have repurposed, I have three repurposed suggestions, um, boards. I have repurposed general, repurposed the office, repurposed things for your garden. So... Those are my suggestions for this week. My quote for this week is, spring cleaning 
doesn't have to be a dreaded list of chores. It can be a rewarding experience that helps provide some structure and organization in your life. Peter Welch, again, spring cleaning doesn't have to be a dreaded list of chores. It can be a rewarding experience that helps provide some structure and organization in your life. Well, next week, we're going to talk about spring cleaning as it is to green cleaning, how to use non-toxic items in your home, especially if you've got asthma, you've got small kids, you've got pets, you want to think of those things. So that's next week. Following week, um, we'll be talking about technology for the creative entrepreneur, how to maximize your productivity by using technology um, to better manage your time, projects, reduce your paperwork. Then, of course, we've got organizing on the inside out, how when you begin organized on the inside, it will manifest on the outside. And then we'll be going to show 300. Woo-hoo! And we will have a colleague um, from New Orleans, Deanna, and I'm excited to have her on because she went to the International Homes and Housewares show. So she will be not only sharing with us some of the newest products and latest products and organizing trends, but also how we can really use some of the things around our home and create great organizing products with them. I should say not products. Actually create organizing systems with them without spending any money. So I am looking forward to some of those upcoming shows as well. Again, next week is spring cleaning. After that, you entrepreneurs out there, how you can use technology to increase your productivity and effectiveness, then organizing from the inside out, and then, of course, show 300. And I wouldn't be able to do this without you. So I'm excited about that as well. So in closing, I just wanted to, um, I don't know, I was trying to think of a creative uh, saying for for my little ending of these shows uh, as my way of motivating you and encouraging you and just letting you know that um, it's spring, it's a new season for all of us, and it is time to let go of a lot of stuff and just let go of the old to make room for the new. And don't get so overwhelmed with thinking that you've got to spring clean your um, entire house and get rid of stuff and get organized before the end of this month or even before summer comes. Take it a room at a time. You know, focus on what will give you the most satisfaction and gratification. Is it making sure your living room is, is organized so when you come home from work, you open the door, you don't see clutter? Making sure your kitchen is organized because you have decided that this is a season where you're going to think about your health and put your health first, or maybe it's the bedroom so that at night you can just actually go into a space that is clutter-free and you can just kind of relax and rejuvenate yourself for the next day. So, you know, that's the first thing. Just think about what area you want to work on and focus on. And I know we're talking about kitchens tonight, and I would suggest that you go in that kitchen and there's some things that um, I'm going to be sharing, actually, in a blog in May that my mother taught me, but I'm going to share with you tonight. And one of the things she would always do is every Tuesday night, she would open up the refrigerator, and she would pull out all the stuff that needed to be tossed, anything that needed to be tossed, 
because my mother did not, you know, after so many days, she didn't keep sometimes. You need to create a routine like that. So that was one of her routines. See, I'm giving you some of the stuff that I'll be sharing with in my blog. So that was a routine for her. But um, that was her way of maintaining order in that refrigerator. Um, and another thing is she would label her food. She would label and date it before she put it in the freezer. So, therefore, she knew when she bought it. She knew when she had to use it. And she would always put that that was already in the freezer up front, and anything new, she put it in the back. So that was one of her rituals as well. Um, one of her rituals also, which I still do, is every night, every single night after I finish my dinner or my last meal, sometimes my last meal is lunch because I'm going out to dinner, but whatever that last meal will be in my kitchen, I clean my kitchen. I sweep the floor and clean the counters, et cetera. And those are just little rituals, but those rituals help me create a space that is clutter-free. Um, and those are little things that I do that help me. So, you know, just begin to create rituals for yourself in your kitchen, in your living room, in your home, and in your life, um, and help you create a clutter-free space. But, you know, the, the, the grocery, you know, cleaning out the refrigerator the night before trash, cleaning up the kitchen before, you know, the last meal of the day, those are little things. Realizing that I don't necessarily need a setting of eight dishes um, because if I have any more than four people over, I'm going to use disposable plates like like a lot of other people and not feel any guilt or shame about it. I think sometimes, yes, we want to have the fancy dinners, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but if you're at a place in your life where you don't have the space because you've downsized in your living space and you don't want to feel so cluttered and, and, and overwhelmed and feel like the walls are coming in, then that may be something you want to do. Um, and like I shared earlier, one of my clients decided I am going to eat out of the good dishes every single day and get rid of the everyday ones because I don't need them. I don't have space for them. She really downsized to a smaller part. Um, so think about it. Think about how you want to feel as soon as you open the door to yours. How do you want to feel? you want to feel less stressed? Do you want to be able to find things the first time you look for them? Do you want to not feel like the walls are closing in because you have so much stuff? Think about that. And hopefully as you are going on this journey to living an organized life, that you will let things go. And you can give them to people. You can give them maybe you have two and three and four sets of dishes and you know somebody who doesn't even have one good set, you can give them a set. Just think about how wonderful that will feel when you know that that set is going to be used every single day and appreciated because somebody didn't even have. So that's my little closing thought for the day. But, again, spring cleaning doesn't have to be dreaded list of chores. It can be a rewarding experience helps provide some structure and organization in your life. Peter Walsh. Peter Walsh. And, again, take back your power with my power keys package. And of course, you can go to my website at JanetMTaylor.com for more details 
but I'm having a special right now. The Power Keys is $59, $59. You get two hours, one-on-one session with me where I look at your space and I tell you exactly how to organize it step by step by step. And then you also get an e-course as well from me. So you get two two things for that, and that is a two over $250 value. Well, I thank you so much for joining me this evening. And please show this share with your family, your friends. Until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most all, have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.